We'll be like Billy on the street, but with. Have you ever read Dune? <laughs> Quick for a dollar, for a dollar. <laughs> Would you make out with Duncan Idaho? Who? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And this week, we're diving into the deep dark waters of chapter 12. Perhaps I should have said the deep dark sands. Uh, oh, are this, yeah, are deep dark caves. Yeah. Um, But chapter 12, that's, <laughs> it's like a quarter of the way through the book. Woo! Yeah, um... <laughs> I feel like this chapter is a quarter of the book. It's a very long chapter, mm-hmm. both in page and just in time that your yeah. mind is. There's a lot of business stuff. It's very dry for the most part. I, <laughs> you know, <dry>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it is, though. I mean, I found myself like having to reread paragraphs sometimes like yeah wait, what did i just read not not because like oh it's so out there but it's just like it's just very like here's what's happening here's this meeting i mean there's nothing more exciting than a strategy meeting for yes. you know like and it's not even like oh we're going to war because those like council of war meeting scenes and in, in books and movies and stuff can be exciting and this has almost none of that no this is just it's a lot of men talking mm-hmm. about business and spice and yeah M- but, money um but there's a special there's a special surprise this chapter guys there's a couple of special surprises couple special surprises yeah. but we'll get to that yeah uh so first of course as always this chapter begins with a quote by the princess arulan yes and i'm going to read that for you now this is from the manual of muadib so if you get a Mwadib in the mail and you need to know how to operate it, this is all you need. It comes with the manual. Don't lose it. <laughs> right, because you only get the one. It's not online. No. Impossible to find. Over the exit of the Arakeen landing field, crudely carved as though with a poor instrument, there was an inscription that Mwadib was to repeat many times. He saw it that first night on Arrakis, having been brought to the Dougal command post to participate in his father's first full staff conference. The words of the inscription were a plea to those leaving Arrakis, but they fell with dark import on the eyes of a boy who had just escaped a close brush with death. They said, O oh, you who know what we've suffered here, do not forget us in your prayers. And so that's a little bleak. That is incredibly bleak. Yeah. There's some graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> Where are these guys from the guys who just arrived in the last chapter need to add some graffiti that'll just be like, woo, these sand showers. Right. <laughs> Where are the ladies? Right. Um, you know, there's I <laughs> I imagine there's not a lot, this is a terrible thing to say, but I was going to say, I don't imagine there's a lot of glory holes in the Arakeen <laughs> Desert. <laughs> Can't also, open your still suit long enough. That's also interesting, though, because I think that it's, 
that also it ties into what we've discussed in the past with sort of the themes of colonialism because uh, uh-huh. the Fremen seem to be doing just fine. Yeah. Like they're they're doing fine on Arrakis. I don't think that they're worried about, you know, the prayers of people who are leaving. No, I think they they prefer the people to be leaving. Yeah, please leave. And we won't talk about you again. Uh, But everyone else is just like, oh, my gosh, this desert planet. Mm -hmm. It's the worst. And then again, I think it's only the worst if you're, you know, working out in the the spice fields. I don't know what to call it. Right. There's a phrase, but yeah. If you're if you're David Lynch and you're working if you're out spice the, harvesting, yeah, out, working in the harvester, right? Uh, we hear a lot about that. This is mm-hmm. this is a very big, like like we said, it's it's a very big talky chapter. Yeah, uh, this is the meeting Paul has arrived for. Uh, the Duke is very 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 mad about mm-hmm. the attempt on Paul's life. Yeah, so that's kind of where we start. Is is just Leto and Paul like having a little, um you know, tete-a-tete about the attempt on his life and Thufir and Paul is like, you know, kind of sticking to his guns and defending how it like, and his dad is like, why are you defending him? You are the one that was almost killed. And, you know, kind of just, we've kind of heard this already. Yeah. I feel like so. I like there's a projector in the room. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's a projector and we have to hear like the model and make of the projector and what it's projecting. It's... Someone wheeled in the AV cart for the meeting, <laughs> right? And we're looking at like a a projection, a holograph of uh, a spice harvester or what they call a harvester factory, um, which is like a tank that's like a spider. It has eight legs and just really, really huge and. Nothing in Dune looks like anything when you try to imagine it. If you're me. I do like that a lot of the sort of mechanical things that have been that are, you know, very used in this in this mm-hmm. world are modeled after like animals and insects and things like that. I think that's kind of neat. Like, you know, this is Yeah. It's like a giant spider and this is like uh this looks like uh birds or in- flying insects and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. It gives it like a that'll be our giant spider cameo yeah (laughs) there you go i hope you're happy and giant spider as and this is this is for the for the people that listen that may or may not play games i believe uh in destiny in the video game destiny they have these big tanks that are uh look like spiders and i think that this is oh. kind of <laughs> pulled as inspiration i'll i'll, I'll share a screenshot yeah, yeah, from the no, game so you can see yeah um I so i think cool this games. is a... i play those you know romance games on my phone <laughs> but those are very entertaining too <laughs> but there's not a lot of giant spiders I, or harvesting. i get very i get very caught up in the drama when you when you talk about <laughs> it <laughs> uh but Paul does point out that this isn't necessarily anything that can be blamed on Thufir because it wasn't, it came from outside of the house. Like he went through the whole house. He checked everything. I mean, I guess he didn't check the bed, uh, <laughs> but you know, there was a person bricked into their basement. <laughs> right. And they did not check it as thoroughly as they could have, but that was a really good plan. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, that's what you've been training me for to avoid these sorts of things. And it worked and I'm Okay. Yeah. So, so ease up, Dad. And Lita's kind of like, okay, Whew, all right, breathe. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of walking. There's some walking. Um, and then 
then Thufer comes in, mm-hmm. looking looking old and leathery. Yeah, they, and he's just being, he looks very point. upset, but he's just poor yeah, old they, man. They do make a point to say he looks old and leathery. Like you guys are so mean. Uh, he's trying to tender his resignation, but Leto doesn't want to hear it. And it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, and he says, you know, the, the only mistake that he made was overestimating the Harkonnens because their simple minds came up with a simple trick and they didn't count on simple tricks. Right. Maybe, maybe, I'm not saying this is that simple, but maybe feuds wouldn't happen so much if you weren't constantly like, wow, they're dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys are stupid and ugly and we hate you. <laughs> it is very schoolyard. Um... And so he's just like, all right, everyone sit down. <laughs> like, we have so much to do. Right. And they bring in everybody else. So Gurney comes in with a whole ton of people, none mm-hmm. of whom get names. There are no names. These are just no. various specialists, young people. Uh, and there's coffee. Again, mm-hmm. we have coffee, which I'm, I'm happy about. Yeah, I'm always happy when there's coffee around. And so then... Hooper has a report on the Fremen. Uh, the Fremens have sent some gifts, but they don't... They're waiting to see if they can trust them. But he does point out yeah. that he really thinks that they need to ally with the Fremen. Like, the Fremen are the mm-hmm. allies that they need. Uh, and he says they've sent them still suits, mm-hmm. maps of the desert, yep, uh, jewelry for Jessica. For Lady Jessica, yeah. Because, you know, that's what ladies like. Yeah, women um, be shopping. Spice, liquor, mm-hmm. uh, candy medicinals probably all that's all spice that should just be like a coal in there <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and everything seems to be fine because they're going through everything uh mm-hmm. they're checking all the halloween candy and there are no needles or razor blades yeah and so someone's just like wait so do you like these people and thufer says well duncan idaho likes them and that's good enough for me yeah and now they have also found out Paul yet again is like, well, how many Fremen are there? <laughs> Which, mm-hmm. Okay, kid. We will find out. He's very eager to know. And they think that they're, that at least the one complex that Duncan Idaho visited had at least 10,000 people. And he thinks yeah. that there's a lot more of communities just like that. So can you correct me on the pronunciation? Because I always said Siege, but it's apparently Siege. I think it's Siege. Yeah, that's how the narrator of the audiobook pronounces it. So I thought that was, um, I think it, but I think in the miniseries, they always say Siege. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know. <laughs> I was just in a cave recently, like on a tour. I wasn't just like hanging out in one. <laughs> I uh, don't know if I believe you. <laughs> I was in a cave, as is my want. <laughs> and I always think about Dune when I'm in caves because I'm just like, this, this is Why it, wouldn't you? you know? Yeah. Well, it's so cool down there. Well, every time I go into a cave, I I always do the Lady Jessica thing and I go, moisture. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I actually do this. I'm from, like, my parents live in Tennessee. There's a lot of, like, mountains and caves and stuff. We go, you Uh know, you do the tours and whatever. But, like, every time I go in one, I always go, moisture. (laughs) 
I did not do that, but I did see a very large spider, which I was upset about. Cause... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I see those in my tub every day. I live in Oregon, so. I was, yeah, we had one on our front step, and I was just like, how dare you be on my front step? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to get into my home, and you were just there. You're like, did I adopt a puppy? Mm. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Poor spider was just like, ah. <laughs> but I'm here uh, for all your mosquitoes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I try to remember. Yeah. You know, I do have to take my stuff and go, mm-hmm. I don't know, go eat something that I don't, that I like less than you. Yeah. But uh, I know they're helpful. I've seen all the memes, guys. I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, but so that means that there's a lot more Fremen than anyone has assumed because right. if you listened to the previous chapters, they kind of made it sound like there were like a hundred people maybe living in the desert somewhere sure yeah i think it was like no more than like i think they said there was like no more than like two thousand total when there's like yeah over five thousand at every siege their leader has said he ruled a siege of two thousand hearths so i Mm -hmm. assume if you gather that each of them is a family system maybe like Mm -hmm. an extended family i forget how they're set up like we'll we'll learn more about that later um yeah then yeah and if there's more like that out there it's just like oh hey we need to get on these guys good side because yeah i mean that's so a many lot of them of, and we get the first um sort of not the first time it's been mentioned but more of leto and paul sort of leaning into what they call desert power you know leto mm-hmm. says you know in on Kaladin we had sky and sea power and here we have what i like to call desert power and i'm just like everybody <laughs> would call it that duke like everybody would call it that. You're in the desert. No, he invented it. Desert power. Right. I mean, this I guess it's it part of being a duke. You get to invent things that everyone already says. So when he posts it on on their <laughs> Facebook group, he says TM. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see the private Facebook chat between all these characters. Oh my god. <laughs> uh. And then they they all seem to owe their allegiance to someone or something that they are mm-hmm. calling Liet, which mm-hmm. takes right. so long for anyone. To, it's like it's a dude. Like I'm just yeah. Gonna, there it is. It's a well, guy. Well, they're like I don't know. He must be some kind of deity because of the, of the <laughs> everyone reverence. talks about him and they talk yeah. about him with such reverence that he might maybe he's a god. I could be misinterpreting this. Like no, it's a guy. Yeah, it's just a dude. He's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Max von Sydow. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess treat him as a deity if you want to. I mean, right. it's Max von Sydow. Uh, if you don't know who that is, I don't know. Google Max von Sydow. You do know who he is. <laughs> yeah, Once you Google no, it, you're going to be like, watch oh. Strange Brew. <laughs> if you don't know who he is. Watch Ghostbusters 2 because he's the voice of... Uh, Vigo the Carpathian. Vigo the Carpathian, yes. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I'm drinking my non-spice coffee. Uh, <laughs> then they talk about the smugglers, and Leto's plan is to have the sm- tell the smugglers that we don't care what they do mm-hmm. if they pay me a tithe. Right. And that everything else, like, he thinks, you know, uh, Thufer assumes that what they have been paying to like hide their operations and to hire like extra muscle will be was more than what they would be giving to Lido as a tie, so they will probably mm-hmm. gladly do this. Yeah. And then uh Gurney's just like, yeah, what if the Emperor finds out? Because we you know, the Emperor loves his money. Yeah. 
And part of this whole operation is supposed to be, you know, bringing the emperor more money because of his chown profits. Yeah. Um, he wants those salaries. And which I get that you want to have like a phrase, but for some <laughs> reason that one annoys me. Salaries. Yeah. It's just something. So <laughs> some of these words, especially the ones that don't derive from other languages that he just you mm-hmm. know, took in for his own usage. I mean, and maybe this does. I mean, I might be totally wrong, but I don't, I think it's just like, he just thought it sounded good. Maybe mm-hmm. it, it is just so, Hey, this is a sci-fi novel. Right. I don't know. There's something about that particular <laughs> phrasing. Um, it's the only Italian sounding word in the whole thing or Latin rather, I suppose. They don't have Italians in space. That's true. There's no, yeah. Italians never make it to space. It makes me sad. It makes me sad too. My people I want... need to be in space. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, oh, but then Leto's just like, oh, well, we will bank all the tithes mm-hmm. because they're it's legal to get tithes, and right. you know, then we'll say that it was our support costs. And haha, what can the Harkonnens do about that? And everyone's right. just like, holy shit, you're so smart. Yeah, I mean, wow. honestly, I was not able to follow this at all. I was just like, okay, no, <laughs> whatever, I'm, dude. Like, I love Law and Order, but anytime there's one that's about like money laundering, I'm just like, eh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, Criminal Intent would do those a lot, where I was just like, oh, yeah. this is all about like illegal accounts overseas. I'm just like, but What's you know Vincent what, Anafrio gonna do something. Criminal Intent gets a pass because it had that episode where Stephen Colbert was a forger. Yes, that one's was so, so good. <laughs> so good. At the end when he's just like, look, Bob, look what I can do. And he's just like, Mickey Mantle, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. I can do everything, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Criminal Intent also has an episode where the killers are discovered because one of them stole an egg cup from the scene of the crime yeah and they locate it because she's like a a kleptomaniac Mm -hmm. and as they are arresting her partner he is just screaming because of an egg cup egg cup egg cup (laughs) criminal intent was buck wild i'm not kidding like that show was crazy oh my god I mean, to me, any of the Nicole Wallace episodes are always my well, favorite. Yeah. They're always going to be yes. my favorite. But yeah, I mean, the Stephen Colbert one, the Neil Patrick Harris one is good. Uh, yeah, where he played like so the creepy. Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. type. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was too good at it, is what I'm he saying. <laughs> you I know think what I think? forget I think... that because that was before How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I really think that like Neil Patrick Harris and David Hyde Pierce are both like two like really good like oh he's so he's Niles he's um you know Doogie Howser whatever but like they're both really good at playing creeps oh what is that that horror movie that Doogie Hyde Pierce did? wasn't it um like the perfect host the perfect host yeah. yeah I was I was about to say the host and I was like no wait that's no, that two was... other movies yeah that was a <laughs> South very Korean different... movie with the monster in the river or the Stephanie Myers. oh yeah I never saw <laughs> one. that one. Oh yeah I saw it that, who's in that Sir Rowan yeah can you believe it <laughs> I was just like what are you doing in this movie honey <laughs> I just said that really really quickly though so that hopefully no one will or at least one Irish listener is you going, hey, right. it's I think Searsha, so. Right? It's Searsha. I think. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, Anyhow, back to Dune. <laughs> she's not in Dune. Sadly, she'd be great. I don't know who she'd play, but she'd be she'd be fine. Irulan, she'd be great. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They haven't cast that part yet, have they? No, they haven't. Yeah, no, no. Irulan and no Fade. Or if they have cast those parts, no, they they're haven't. keeping them very, yeah. very quiet and under wraps. I'm trying to imagine who they would bust out as like, we kept this under wraps because it's da-da. And it's like, I can't. I don't know who's. Like, if you, I swear to God, if you spring Jared Leto on me, I will, I will throw down. <laughs> I will have a fit. However, if you spring Jake Gyllenhaal on me, I will be yeah. delighted. Um, I don't know who he'd be, but again, fine. He could be whoever, but not not Jared yeah. Leto. Like, no yeah, more. Yeah, please don't put... Yeah, we're done with him. No more. I never thought that would be the day. But <laughs> so we find out that, again, Spice is worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that basically every year, roughly, the Harkonnens were getting 10 billion Solaris. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And everyone is just like, wow. They even mentioned here that some people were getting kind of bored, but they heard that. They're just like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, everyone's, uh, Gertie is quoting, quoting more poetry, more Orange Catholic Bible. Yeah, he's doing his thing. And uh, Leto is basically like, okay, but does anyone really think that the Harkonnens are done here? Like, there's got to be more shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> got to get ready for. And we talk a lot about the equipment that we have. Mm-hmm. a lot yeah they do like kind of a rundown um inventory of what they're left with oh and one of the <laughs> i i do love this the one of the old uh like the old broken down uh spice harvester factory thing is what do they call it old mary old maria old maria maybe which i'm old, just maybe it's old mariah we don't know how they're pronouncing it uh the audiobook says maria no oh. um right. I so, think that used to be Mariah. Yeah. Um, and apparently being, it was punishment to be sent to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, why do you always have to name punishments after women? And then uh, Paul, Paul will not laugh. He's being very, he's very cool. And then he yeah. points to, I guess there's been a projection of one of the sand harvesters, like the harvester factory, they call it. And mm-hmm. it's very, very big. It's mm-hmm. 120 meters long and 40 meters wide. And he says, well, are there sandworms that could swallow that hole? And Thufur's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are. <laughs> uh, and Leto is kind of like, oh, did you have to? But yeah, I guess he did have to bring that up. Like, they mm-hmm. need to know. But yeah. I do like that he has this moment of like, Paul. <laughs> Kid, <laughs> it's your first meeting. Uh, then they, there's no shields. We do learn here that there are no shields on Arrakis. The Fremen yeah, don't be- use them. They can't shield the harvesters. Yeah, because... The vibrations of the shield will bring the worms. Yeah, it drives the worms bonkers. Because... Apparently. Well, we'll learn more about that later. Yeah. And then I can sing all the flat, Fat Boy Slim that I want. <laughs> um, and... Uh, so they don't they don't think that the Fremen have shields. Duncan Idaho didn't see any shields. Mm-hmm. Then we just there's more projecting. It's a meeting. They're at a meeting, guys. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's been to a meeting, y'all. Like it's a meeting. There's a projector, yeah. little PowerPoint. Yeah, coffee. Presentation, coffee. It's, it's very much a meeting. But then yeah. we get oh uh we get some excitement. Um da 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 da. I think this is the first 
is this the first reference we get with Thufir about the Sappho juice? Um, I don't. Well, for with Thufir, yes, I think that Did they mention mentioned with, with Piter. Yeah, yeah, I think it was mentioned with him. Okay. Um, but this is the first time, and it sounds gross. I'm not gonna lie. Well, it looks gross. Yeah, I mean, your teeth are purple. You're, I mean, it's like me after my third glass of wine, basically. It's you know, the master from Buffy. Uh huh. Yeah. You've got fruit punch, fruit punch mouth. mouth. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and and so, but they, there's just more. Oh my god, there's just so much, guys. There's yeah. So much. Thufir is gonna a lot forge of... some certificates, allowing him to steal Harkonnen stuff, which Rito comes up with. Mm-hmm. Thufir is like, that's a great plan. That's something your grandfather would have come up with, because apparently his grandfather, I think, was like a really great duke. <laughs> right. Then there was that other duke in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, old magenta cloak. Yeah. And then Leto. And then uh but but Gertie and Paul are just like that that is kind of shitty. Like that's yeah. not great, guys. Yeah. You're um, not gonna you're not gonna win hearts that way. Paul, you know, wonders if Gertie also wishes that there is an end to devious plots. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty rich, Paul. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. Pretty rich. Pretty funny coming from you. Uh-huh. Okay, dude. All right. <laughs> it's like when my friend that uh that uh complained nonstop about the new Star Wars trailer today like posted something about people complaining about Avengers Endgame. <laughs> he was like, people should just let people enjoy things. I was like, that's fucking rich coming from you. I <laughs> it's a trailer. <laughs> let uh, people have fun watching a trailer, dude. And I mean, and I'm sure there's going to, once there's a Dune trailer, I'm, I know there's going to be something. There's going to oh, be sure. somebody with like a tablet and we're all going to be going, boo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think they do anything that egregious, but. Um, it's a thinking machine. <laughs> put that down. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the ad for before the movie to turn off your cell phone. Right. <laughs> Turn off your thinking machine. Eliminate your thinking machine. Yeah, we're declaring Butlerian John. <laughs> In this theater. <laughs> right. Maybe Alamo will do something with that. That sounds like something they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you do that, Alamo Draft House, pay me. It's <laughs> yeah. my idea. Uh, so then, oh my gosh. Yes. There's somebody at the door. Somebody burst into this meeting Someone somebody just laid man into this in meeting the words of sarah paulson someone's at the door <laughs> and oh my gosh it's duncan idaho it's duncan burr, 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 burr. that's my He's here <laughs> finally he here. our boy He's in this meeting yeah um he's tan he, he's got blue eyes he's, he's looking fine he's got feline movements and paul's like it's so hard to learn how like to train with him because he's mm-hmm. just so cool and so right. good at stuff yeah and he's just like i'm here and i've got a lot going on yeah i think that he does first try to tell this tell the duke the duke's like obviously this is a meeting <laughs> just tell everybody duncan right. just Tell the room. Just tell everyone. So they have uh, just uh, kicked the ass of a bunch of Harkonnen people that were disguised as Fremen, which how dare? Who gave you permission? 
um, that were trying to smuggle a Chris knife off Dune. Yes. Yeah, which is not good. And he says that they were trying to steal this this knife. Someone else says, mm-hmm. oh, Chris knife. He says, yes. And he starts to take it out of its sheath. And then someone else busts into this meeting. And it's yeah. like... Don't Keep you don't blade you open that knife in its sheath. Yes. And now it's this be. new cool voice. Yeah. It's this new cool guy. Who the guards won't let into the room. Well, yeah, because that's their, their job. <laughs> yeah, they don't and know him. Duncan's just like, let him in, and the Duke says, Let him in. Yeah. And it's Stilgar. It's our boy Stilgar. So we've got two brand new characters, and they're both yes. pretty important characters. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I like that he's, you know, uh, Duncan Idaho introduces him. He says that this is Stilgar and he's the chief of the CH where he was visiting. Mm-hmm. And he's the leader of the group that warned them that the Harkonnen were pretending to be Fremen. Yeah. And the Duke is just like, all right, well, hi. And why shouldn't we do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why shouldn't we unsheath the blade? Right. And so we get a little more about how, you know, you don't take out the Kriz knife. Uh, Unless you're planning to spill blood with it. And he says, you know... He, he tells Stilgar says to Duncan Idaho that he would let him look at it because it's not Duncan's blade. It's it's the blade of of this courier, this Fremen courier who was killed yeah. by the Harkonnen. Uh, and he says, I would let you see it because he was your friend. Mm-hmm. But I don't know everyone else in this room. So like it would defile the blade for them to, to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Duke says, well, I'm the Duke. A couple Vito. of the Duke's men are like, <laughs> yeah. And he says, well, would you permit me to see it? I'm the Duke. And Stilgar says, I'll permit you to earn the right to unsheathe it. And then everyone's just like, oh, my God. How dare. But, like, Leto's, like, super into it. Yeah. He finds it. I don't know. I think he's probably just so fucking bored. At this point, he's, like, awesome. (laughs) And he says, you know, Paul realizes that this guy is a leader. And Mm -hmm. he's a Fremen. And he's super excited. He just loves to see Fremen. Uh which, you know, kind of gets a little, you know, don't exoticize people, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know it's it's fun and interesting and new, but they're not, you know. They're well, I think part of it, too, is that Paul is seeing, like, the potential of what they'll be to him. True. And how, There's... you know, the allies that they need. But there are some heavy colonialist shit in this chapter. Like. There's, there is just a lot of, like. Yeah. Wow, aren't they cool? There was a lot, too, about, like, oh, you know, we come in and, I mean, this is carrying over from the last chapter, but it's just, like, you know, they don't, like we said, like, they don't care who's in charge because, you know, we're an invading force either way. Like, we're not native to this place. Like, this Mm -hmm. isn't our planet. This is their planet. So... I mean, it's it's good that it's at least, like, being acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. And and the acknowledgement that, you know, we need these people to be our allies because yeah. there's so many of them and they know what they're doing. Right. And uh, Stilgar says, uh, it is said that the Duke Leto Atreides rules with the consent of the governed. Yeah. Uh, and he says, you know, and this is how it is with us. If you've seen a Chris knife, there's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's seen a Chris knife is is ours, and they may never leave Arrakis without our consent. And then everyone's mm-hmm. even more pissed off. Yeah. And Gurney's like, well, no, the Duke decides that. And <laughs> Leto is the one who's just like, all right, you know, everyone chill out. Yeah. And he says that, you know, 
he says that he I, I like this is this is I think a really good example of of Leto's governance because I mm-hmm. think he kind of waxes and wanes at times. Yeah. Uh, but he says, That's you know, fair. I figured as much. Oops, sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Siri. Siri, thank you. <laughs> Uh, he says, sir, I honor and respect the personal dignity of any man who respects my dignity. I'm mm-hmm. indeed indebted to you, and I always pay my debts. But it is your custom that this knife remains sheathed here, that it is so ordered by me. Yeah. And is there any other way that we may honor the man who died in our service? You have but to name it. And then Stilgar spits on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone kind of freaks out. And Idaho has to be like, um... It's cool. It's cool. He just gave you a huge compliment. Yeah, he says, you know... Well, thank you Stilgar for the gift of your body's moisture yeah and then he spits on the table (laughs) yeah who's gonna clean that up yeah no one ever really cleans that up like no one everyone just kind of ignores it the the I could just need to shout out mapes like and they're like god damn it guys did you have to do this I mean (laughs) I get it but also (sighs) yeah um and so basically at this point uh Stilgar is just, hey, just Duncan, do you want to come back and hang out with us? Yeah, he's like, you know, <laughs> like we, we want to keep Duncan. Can we keep Duncan? Can <laughs> we? Can wants we? To can keep we? Duncan. And Duncan's like, yeah, can can they? Can they? So, um, I have to come back sometimes and help out the Duke, though. But yeah. then can I go back and hang out with the Fremen? So, like, I think Leto knows, like, this is a big moment and if he mm-hmm. refuses and he's less likely to gain from in support um but if he goes along with it you know who knows yeah and then we get another because he says well you know that's fine stilgar says it's fine if you'd have to come back sometimes mm-hmm. and, and help out here because you could be a friend and a soldier for the duke yeah um and you can keep the chris knife Mm-hmm. as a mark of our allegiance yeah. your allegiance to us and he says there's precedent for the precedent for this because liette serves two masters yeah and this is where this everyone's is where like wait fair's like mm, sounds like some kind of religion and i'm just like oh jesus Thufir, how did you get to be like <laughs> so important <laughs> you um, are dense son <laughs> and so he says you know that's duncan idaho is now like sort of the bond between them because he's just He's just that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan just wants to hang out sure. in the desert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to fight Harkonnens, even if it's with the Fremen, or especially, I guess. And then apparently the, the person who's, who, the Fremen who died's name was Turok, which is yeah. not a name like anything else the rest of the Fremen have. No. <laughs> I feel like at this point, maybe he just didn't, I don't know, he was just like, I don't know, Turok. <laughs> sounds that good. sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and then Stilgar's leaving. And I do like that that Leto's like, well, do you want to stay a while? He's like, is there a reason? Yeah. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Yeah. You guys have fun with your meeting. And we uh, go into some detail about like the um the what he's wearing and how like he's veiled and stuff like that, which I mm-hmm. always enjoy those kind of details. Um yeah. I'm kind of get- picturing the you know what what he looks like. And to me, in my head, and this is just until like the last you know, until recent years when he started looking his age, but Oded Ferrer in the in the yeah. Mummy movies, mm, mm. that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was that's what a great character. That's, I what mm, mm. what a biscuit. 
just a fluffy, fluffy biscuit. <laughs> um, Brendan Fraser was looking his best. He, yeah. Uh, the Mummy is a great. Actually, movie I would for say IPMD. like you know, George of the Jungle is Pete oh, Fraser. Well. Yeah, but but the Mummy is a different. Brand he's so charming. Fraser. He's so good. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah, no, of Brendan Fraser, amazing. Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, I just want to watch the Mummy. I do too. Uh, <laughs> we should watch the Mummy. <laughs> Artist Bay for somebody. Um. So. But then I also, I really like this because the, you know, uh, Stilgar says, well, is there a reason to stay? And Leo mm-hmm. says, well, we would honor you. And he goes, honor requires that I be elsewhere. Right. <laughs> like, Damn. I have stuff Stilgar's to do. Cool. He's cool. <laughs> I feel like there are people who will say that he becomes less cool. And I don't yeah. know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, I mean, I'm, it's because different. I'm rereading this for the first time in a long time, I'm really going to have to like pay attention and see how I feel about it later. <laughs> Yeah. It becomes different, but I I mean the situations change. So there's there's just gonna be a lot of differences for people because a lot of stuff is going to change coming up. Right. Uh so Lido's just like, well, are all the re-? so Stilgar leaves. Yeah. Uh and Lido says, Well, you know, this is gonna work out pretty well if the other Fremen are like him and mm-hmm. Duncan's just like, Yeah, he's a pretty fair sample. Yeah. Uh, then we just talk more about Duncan Idaho and he has one interesting piece of information Mm -hmm. where he says that one of the mercenaries that they killed was trying to steal the Chris knife and, or no, they didn't, they didn't kill him because they get, oh, I guess maybe they killed him after they got this information. Yeah. Uh, but he says that there's a Harkonnen reward of a million Solaris for anyone who will bring a single Chris knife off of Arrakis. Right. And Leto's just like, wait, well, why do they want this? And mm-hmm. they point out that, you know, the knife, the Chris knife is the mark of the Fremen, and any blue-eyed man could go into any CH in the entire land because mm-hmm. that was to be how they show. Yeah. Duncan couldn't do it unless they knew him because he doesn't mm-hmm. look Fremen. Mm-hmm. But who do we know that has the blue spice eyes? And is, yeah, Peter. Uh, yes. Yeah. And Thufir's like, hmm, diabolical. Yeah. I feel like he just needed to say something. Yeah, he just kind of Everyone's talking to Duncan Idaho. Yeah. Just going to pop in here. <laughs> I guess Duncan's here, the cool guy. Just going to be just tripled in the movie because Jason Momoa is a big, tall dude. So I yeah. feel like it's just going to be and, like, also, you know, I'm here. <laughs> I have my issues with Jason Momoa, like, both as a person and in, as I and I'm probably being kind of hard on him about some of the stuff he said in the past and like the whole Amber Heard thing, like, which still irritates me. Like, I, I find it more irritating than anything. But, like, he's definitely charismatic. He's charming. Like, he... And I feel like it makes sense, really, for him to play Duncan it, when you look at it, when you, mm-hmm. like, reading this chapter. Like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Because he is someone that, like, your eye is always drawn to. He's someone that could be, like you know, very deadly if he had to be and just very charismatic when he had to be, you know, he's, he is a diplomat and a fighter. So it'll be interesting to see on the big screen. And then he's like, 
oh, I'm going to peace out too. <laughs> yeah. Fufer has my, Fufer has my number. Yeah. Text me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later. Use code. Bye. Right. Uh, I like that he salutes, which I don't feel like a lot of people do. So I feel like yeah. he's made it up. Like he's just doing it. He's just doing like, the, like finger guns. Like he's just the cool guy that gets gets away with that. <laughs> he's doing that like Lando, like just two finger, like right. <laughs> um. So then there's just like more briefing. Yeah, like, and then the meeting just kind everyone's of just dissolves. like oh Duncan left. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting because the the end of the meeting, like everyone just gets kind of like it sort of just peters off and everyone kind of goes their own way. And Paul is like, mm, do meetings usually end like this? <laughs> and there's so they do mention that there are supposedly abandoned advanced bases throughout mm-hmm. the desert, and that the Fremen know where they are, so they really yeah. need the Fremen to help them find them because they suspect they are not abandoned. Right, uh, and that the answer. Fufer says is invariably Leah knows and mm-hmm. Leo's just like well god knows and now Thufer is just like well maybe it's a real person it's like oh yeah <laughs> now you're on this team <laughs> and then they mention that you know the judge of the change might know the imperial ecologist Kynes yeah. and wouldn't he know and they're like well Kynes is an imperial servant right and so Leo's we don't like, know well, if we can we trust need those him. bases yeah um guys spoiler alert that's Liet. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there right now. Because yeah. it, it's with this advanced knowledge, granted, but this makes this read very funny that they're all like, who is yeah. this Liet? Liet <laughs> serves two masters. I don't understand. Liet. Well, we should ask this ecologist, Kynes. He's, I don't know, he works for the emperor. Like, uh huh. Yeah, put it together. Uh, huh? <laughs> if Jessica was there, she'd get it. Right. She probably would have connected the dots already. Yeah, if Jessica was there, Duncan would have just told her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have many things to say about that. Um, so they just are... Then they're worried that if they take the bases, the Fremen will get alienated. But they're mm-hmm. also like, but we need the stuff that's in it. Um, and Paul does kind of use his like, sort of truth teller ability here because yeah. he's just like you know you got to listen to him dad like Lufer knows what he's talking about yeah um but the duke's like look we need to know that the bases exist we don't have to like go in guns blazing because mm-hmm. that'll offend the fremen and oh. you know break it up but we need to know there's a lot of vagueness because mm-hmm. then he does that he does that leto does that work thing where he says we know what we have ahead of us yeah work. We've been trained for it. We have experience in it. It's like you're not giving me any actual guidance. You're just saying things. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is very... Like was, we can what, assume they know what he's talking about, but the reader doesn't know. What was it you said the other day? Oh, just have fun with it. Yeah, just just have fun with it. My favorite phrase ever. Just, just go, just do what you want. Like, yeah, do whatever. Just, like, just no, I don't want to do whatever. <laughs> I yeah. want you to tell me. Right. <laughs> this is very unhelpful. <laughs> uh gurney is supposed to take care of the smugglers yep uh he quotes something again and the duke says someday i'll catch that man without a quotation and he'll look undressed <laughs> and everyone it's laughs it's but paul can charm. tell it's a little forced yeah because in this conversation in this meeting you mm-hmm. have discussed giant worms that can swallow huge harvesters right um 
Duncan Idaho just showed up with some guy who mm-hmm. spat on the table and <laughs> talked a lot about a knife that you didn't probably didn't really follow if you're most of the people in this meeting. Right. <laughs> uh, and then he left again. And then the whole meeting just kind of goes downhill because after Duncan leaves, I mean, what's anyone going to do? Right. Everyone's just thinking about Duncan. staying? Yeah. Where'd Duncan go? (laughs) He always knows where a party is. Um, Now Paul is kind of just like, maybe we might not win this. Right. (laughs) Because he's, you know, it's uh, for the first time, Paul allowed himself to think about the real possibility of defeat. Not thinking about it out of fear or because of warnings such as that of their old reverend mother, but facing up to it because of his own assessment of the situation, mm-hmm. which I think is actually very mature. Yeah. Because uh, he's not just worried about it. He's not just basing it on something that, you know, what he's no, been No, he's actually thinking he's like, about oh, it. This meeting yeah. didn't go too well. People seem a little shaky. And maybe this isn't great. Yeah, I mean, he's starting to think like a duke, I feel like. He's starting yeah. to, to think strategically and think, like, you know, of all possible outcomes. And I, I feel like it, it is a, a sign that he's, like, growing up pretty fast. Uh, and he could tell that Thufer is really upset about something. Like he's really mm-hmm. deeply troubled. And yeah. uh, the duke tells him to stay there the rest of the night because it's almost mm-hmm. dawn and he'll tell Jessica uh tells him to go to sleep which is like, poor paul she's like people stop putting me or telling me to sleep right uh and then the duke starts pacing mm-hmm. uh and paul asks if he's going to di- if the duke is going to discuss the possibility of a traitor with thufer mm-hmm. and the duke says well, we've discussed it a lot uh and she paul says well the reverend mother well the old woman because yeah. you know forbid we have any sort of respect for woman in any capacity and he says you know the message mother got and he's just like the duke's like precautions have been taken and you just stare here i'm gonna go talk to thufer you know bye uh and then paul just kind of stares after him and remembers what the reverend mother said for Mm -hmm. the father nothing yeah and he's kind of thinking his his dad's a bit unhinged at this point yeah he's really striding around he keeps talking about like he's like a caged animal like the wildness in his eyes Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I don't, it's going to be interesting to see that kind of thing play out again, because I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've never seen, uh, I've never really seen Timothy Chalamet in anything, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure how he'll play against Oscar Isaac, but. Yeah, I think that it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a, he's a pretty great, good actor. I'm going to give him that. Like, he's a pretty, um. I, I haven't seen Beautiful Boy, which I hear he's really amazing in because it looks like the saddest movie yeah, in the yeah. world. But <laughs> I did watch Call Me By Your Name and it was lovely. He was wonderful. You know, nothing but praise okay. on that movie, on that score. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is chapter 12, which mm-hmm. has been our longest chapter thus far. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Everyone just the to longest, to it was just the, yeah, it's just, ugh, we have to have this meeting. Like, <laughs> I hate this extras. in real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there's projectors. There's also, like, 3D stuff, which. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why I never liked The Office, because it was too much, like, real life. And it's like, I see this every day. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> deal with this. Like, this is not entertainment to me. Uh. I, I. 
yeah, but Liette is Dr. Kynes. Right. Like, we're yeah, just gonna just get that out there. Uh, I feel like that does, it doesn't last as long as you would think, but I feel like it does stretch out a little, little too long. Mm -hmm. You're just finally like, yeah, no, it's the same person. It's, yeah, we get it. <laughs> but he's also a Fremen. They just, no one knows that. Right. It's secret. It's a secret. Um, so, that was There's no 12. casting news. There's still, no. uh, there is uh, facial hair news. Uh, yes. Jason Momoa cut off his beard. Yeah, much to uh, the lament of many a 40-year-old <laughs> married woman. Um, apparently it was the first time he'd done that since, like, 2011 or something. He made a mm -hmm. video about it. Uh, ostensibly, I mean, I don't want to say ostensibly, because it was, it was, part of it was to promote something about... Recycling or recy something? I think it was about using aluminum mm -hmm. instead of plastic, because you can recycle aluminum. Mm -hmm. uh, but, so he talked about environmental stuff while he was cutting off the beard but right. that also answered the question as to whether or not duncan idaho was going to have a beard uh which she's apparently not yeah which i'm fine with you know what i, I like the look yeah no i, I think like it works face. better yeah uh because i don't think that his previous sort of jason momoa That's look would have worked yeah and i think that was actually a lot of what was kind of making me go really because i was just sort of picturing the Jason Momoa thing that we've You're had for a few years. You're just picturing Aquaman, yeah. Or, like, Ronan from Stargate Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, but I think that this, make, although I, I I do enjoy that I have seen a few people who are now saying that you've had, I, I've seen some people claim that now he's unattractive. What? I mean, like, okay, he might not be my, my number one celebrity guy, but he's still... He's still attractive. Yeah. He's still hot. And I I saw it in the context of, well, Duncan Idaho is supposed to be a ladies' man, and now look at him. And I'm like, I think Jason Momoa I think he's, will do okay. He's doing just fine. Like, we don't like, have to worry about this Duncan. He, I'm sure this Duncan fucks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can we, no. Can we all just calm down? <laughs> I mean, I know he does, but I don't know if I want to talk about it. I, I mean, I think the issue of that, and this is so much of me just knowing so, you know, I've read all the books, so. Mm -hmm. I feel like Dune Duncan fucks, mm. but it's yeah. really, like, mournful. Oh, yeah. Because... Let's he's so say, emo. He is he's so got, His feelings are directed elsewhere. Yeah. So I feel that when he does fuck, there's just a lot of, but sad. I don't love you. Yeah. Because I can't sad. ever have the one I love. It's very sad boy sex. I'll just get angry about stuff. Yeah. And then I'll. Megan, how mm. much Duncan Jessica fan fiction have you written? <laughs> Um, it's just all in my mind. It's just... <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I haven't, but I'm just wondering. And it doesn't go... It doesn't go... It's not... It's... No, it's it's not requited. Right. Like, she loves the Duke. Yeah. And I think that that's not ever anything that's debatable. Mm -hmm. But Duncan's in love with her, and she knows it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just kind of awkwardly acting like they don't know it. 
And I think it only really gets called out later. I that's spoiler city, but yeah. If you if you don't want to know spoilers, just skip forward. Uh, like when he's first, I think when he first marries Alia, Jessica's just mm-hmm. like, really, really, yeah. okay. <laughs> my kid, you're yeah, gonna marry right. my kid. Great, dude. Nice, <laughs> nice, real nice. Yeah. Great. Yeah. This isn't it's weird like, at all. I'm leaving. I'm leaving a, the planet. <laughs> okay, it's a bit like it. <laughs> Stick with me. It's a bit like Bill Denborough marrying Audra. Yeah. Even because she reminds him, even on a subconscious level, of Beverly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like how long that kind of takes him in the He's book, like, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> like wait a minute that's why i like read oh okay <laughs> oh boy oh bill oh james mcavoy mm. our connection it fits it works guys we can talk about it because yeah it's james mcavoy <laughs> is playing bill in the new the it the new it movie yes and uh he of course plays Lido too and the mm-hmm. children of doom miniseries so it's, it's all in a fine. family. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think that I think we can believe that Jason Momoa, Duncan Idaho is a, is a ladies man. Yeah. I think we're, we're all right with that. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Um, I do think it'll be interesting to see him as a swordsman in the way mm-hmm. that Duncan is described, because I think that he is a bit more, you know, well, he was in that Brute Conan force. movie. Yeah. So a little bit more just sort of broadsword. As yeah. opposed, but I, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I have you faith that he can train to do that. Like I, oh, I'm sure, and I'm sure he'd love it. Um, I have seen some footage of, I guess, like the guy who is either a stunt double for someone in the movie or like the mm-hmm. stunt coordinator, maybe. But yeah. I can't confirm that he's showing stuff that he's working on for Dune. Yeah, uh, but it is very. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. I don't want to say like kung fu because it's totally probably inaccurate and, mm-hmm. and wrong. But, but like a martial arts kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, I can't confirm that that's like what it was for. I just know that I think he's doing something with Dune. And mm-hmm. yeah. uh, On the social media front, uh, Jason yeah. Momoa did post pictures of himself hanging out with Javier Bardem. So it was kind of like the prequel to the scene we just saw. <laughs> right. Just Stilgar, Duncan, hanging. Right. Hanging out. It was pretty cute with Penelope Cruz, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Um, Who is not in Dune that we know of. No. no. But she's with, is she with Javier Bardem? Yeah, they're married. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. They're just very, very private. Like, they have children that I don't think their names are known. Well, I don't really blame Penelope Cruz. That's fine. I mean, she dated Tom Cruise for so long that it's like, she had no privacy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh man, Vanilla Sky. I haven't thought about that in a minute. Uh, and Josh Brolin got in trouble yeah. for posting too much on his Instagram about Dune, even though he was just showing, I think, like their camp in, mm-hmm. I believe it's Jordan, like where they were staying. It wasn't yeah. like, the set or anything. It was just like, oh, this is like the cool, like, you know, the yurts we're staying in or the pods mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And I guess he got <laughs> Someone yeah. called him up and went, come on. Yeah, he got a little slap on the wrist for that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he has been super excited. And 
Yeah, I mean, even though he only filmed for like three days. Yeah, that was, but I mean, I guess I don't really have a good concept of how movies are made. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's he was there for three days, but God knows what they had him doing in those three days. Right. You know, I, I, I don't know like how long it takes to film mm -hmm. all the stuff that Gurney would have to do. Right. Um, and I also don't know. I mean, who knows if that's like the last time he's going to be. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. who knows? He had to go do, I'm sure, like endgame stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he had to go. I know. They could have just sent an inflatable purple guy <laughs> in his place, but they, he probably wanted to go himself. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, um, and I did see an interview, like a clip of an interview with Rebecca Ferguson. Mm -hmm. It's Rebecca Ferguson, right? Yeah. Okay. I always get her, I, I always want to say Rebecca Hall. Yeah, that's a different Rebecca. sadly not in Dune. Right. I'm so happy of Rebecca Hall. I love Rebecca Hall. Yeah, she's uh, really Rebecca nice. Ferguson, really who is also actor. great. So, mm -hmm. but she was talking about the Gam Jabbar, just sort of randomly in a part of a different interview. So, yeah. But I just saw that clip on Reddit. That's cool. And she seemed pretty, she was pretty hyped to talk about the Gamja Bar, so hey. <laughs> like, you're not playing the Reverend Mother, but you're allowed to still be. Sure. Like, into it. It's and, cool that she's so into it, though. Yeah. And we don't, we have not heard, you know, how hyped Oscar Isaac is yet, but mm -mm. he apparently, it's looking like beard. Yeah, it's looking like we have a beardy duke. I'm he had okay the beard at the Star Wars mm -hmm. experience or whatever it's called. Yeah, the celebration. Yeah, so I imagine unless he's going to immediately run in shave. Although I feel like he might want to do beard because not non-bearded might be a little too Poe Dameron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and make so, him look younger. Like he looks younger without it. Yeah, so I yeah. can kind of see if they're going to keep him like the salt and pepper and... Mm. Uh, I'm just saying, he's the most beautiful hair. man alive. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. <laughs> uh, he's on a really great Law and Order criminal intent. Yes, I have that seen it. about, like, voodoo. <laughs> right, yep. <laughs> sort of. Is it? Who knows? It's, it was at Santeria, or was it? Oh, it might be. Yeah. I, I don't remember precisely. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, been a while. It's been a minute since I watched it. I'm not sure how accurate it is to either uh, faith <laughs> system because it's an right. episode of Law and Order. So. <laughs> so it's bound to be uh, horribly misrepresented. Yeah, just a touch. <laughs> uh, but one of the moms from the Fosters is the villain. So Oh, fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all the cast. It's all this yeah. sort of gossip since we don't have any more new casting news. Yeah, but we do but have uh, we do have a letter, though. Yay! We have a, a new letter from a listener. Mm -hmm. um, should I read it? Yes, please. Okay, so this letter comes from Andrew, and it goes like this. Hello, Dunarinos. <laughs> I'll let that, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> Love the show. Thank you. Answering the call for Dune origin stories. Yes, and we want more. Send us more. Yes. Mine is actually similar to previous guest Gina Radcliffe, who we love. I was drawn to the series in middle school, fascinated by the covers, especially God Emperor. This was also my experience, just interjecting. Tried to read the first book and just didn't get it. Tried again in high school and I fell in love. I consider Dune to be my favorite book. 
I listen to it every year or two. I can't really read much anymore, so most of my book intake is through audiobooks. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Love audiobooks. Luckily, the full cast version of Dune on Audible is excellent. That's what I'm listening to, and it is pretty dang good. Despite my love for Dune, I've only read through the series once, and I don't remember much from the later books. I read all the prequels, but didn't make it through <laughs> the Brian <laughs> Herbert sequels. Um, wow, that's like some real dedication to read yeah, all the prequels. Wow, a lot of prequels. Um, I just started trying to go through the series again when I found your podcast. I'm on Doom Messiah, but took a break because I got a hankering to listen to the complete Wheel of Time series. Yes! <laughs> Pause for Megan to shout, Elena! Which I actually had to clarify that with my husband because he has read the Wheel of Time. I have actually not. Oh, yeah. No, Wheel of Time, I've read those. They're they're pretty great. And but I, will... I know that reference because yeah. my of husband the... and I watched that terrible yeah. Billy Zane thing. And right. he was, yeah, she's in that. Yeah. So I hear, I heard her name being yelled on that. Right. So it's I so know bad. who she is. <laughs> um, and I will just give a second, like, quick shout out to that um, Wheel of Time audiobooks. Because they're narrated by Kate Redding, who is one of the best audiobook narrators. If you get a chance to listen to anything, she narrates the Lady Sherlock books. She narrates the Athena Club books that I also love. She's done a ton of stuff. And she did all the wheel time, so she, it's excellent. So please go check it out. Anyway, I'm on book 11 of 14, and then I'll go back to Dune. So <laughs> thanks for the Ooh. great show, That's <laughs> Andrew. A lot. Yeah, Yay, thank yeah you, it, there are a lot of Wheel of Time books. Oh, I know. I and... see them all downstairs and I just go, huh? <laughs> that's another thing I could talk about a lot for a long time. So let's not get <laughs> get off, off book with that. But thank be... you so much, Andrew, for your letter. We love hearing from you. We love these stories. Um, yeah, the God Emperor cover, this was also my experience when... I was a kid because we just had these, like, we had the box set. And it was like a little, you know how paperbacks used to do the, they still do the box sets. Um, but the, the box set, like the, the cover for God Emperor of Dune is kind of the one where Leto 2 is like, you know, 70 feet tall. And you see like yeah, the, li one, yeah. the little people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we have that one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it fascinated me as a kid and I wanted to know like, what is going on here? <laughs> Um, but I could not, I could not like really get into it until like much later. That one life. bugs me on our bookshelf at my house because the other ones we have are paperbacks, but that one is a hardcover. Oh, so weird. So it's taller. Well, we didn't buy them all together. Mm -hmm. It's very piecemeal. Yeah. Our Dark Tower is the same way. Yeah. And it's just tall enough, more tall than the rest of the books that he's just always looking at you. Mm hmm And who needs that? <laughs> you know, well he's not across... really looking at you because he's looking no, down like, i don't know at the I little feel people it sometimes i feel it you feel his eyes on you i do he's <laughs> judging me for my duncan jessica fan fiction but <laughs> i don't i mean write. if he's gonna judge you for that he's gonna have to judge a lot of people <laughs> he's gonna have to judge whatever he's personally thinking because he knows more about that than most of us probably yeah because he has all um, of her memories and he kind of writes Duncan idaho fan fiction that's what does that true. mean if you don't know you'll find out <laughs> stay tuned for far far yeah, in the I future about that with you know book covers because yeah growing up there the one that i remember and it wasn't a cover per se 
my parents had a book that was a guide to spirits that was about mm. alcohol but oh. that I thought was about ghosts. I mean, when you said a guide to spirits, that's where my mind went. And the first time that I ever was just like, I'm going to read this book. I was so disappointed when I opened it. It was like, how to make a man happy. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I thought this was a spooky book about ghosts. <laughs> good, good, good ghosts. I'm not here for this alcohol shit. <laughs> Nowadays, it would be a different story, but. I worry. I mean, I wonder about that sometimes with my kid because <laughs> I, as I have probably mentioned, but if you follow me on Twitter, you have seen this. I collect uh, horror paperbacks. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of books that I'm actually looking at right now that I would probably prefer my toddler not pull off the shelf. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some um, of your paperbacks. Yeah. Some of these, it's like, ooh, let's just, mm-hmm. you know. This is also the guest room. And I'm kind of like, someone's going to stay here and be like, I don't want to stay in this room anymore because mm-hmm. I pulled this book off the shelf and there was a spooky monster yeah. on it. And I'd be like, well. Yeah. What were you expecting? (laughs) With a title like that, what were you thinking was going to happen? Right. (laughs) It'll happen. One of these days, someone's going to be like, Megan, I don't like your guest room because (laughs) there's uh, some stuff in there. Oh, When I I was a kid, we had these friends in Atlanta that we used to go visit and we'd stay the night. They had a son my age. And we would always have to, my brother and I would always have to sleep in his room. And he had like this poster, this giant, like a wall sized poster for Ringling Brothers. And oh. it was just like the bald clown no. face, no. like grinning. It's a black poster with the big bald clown face grinning. And I'm not done. There were little spotlights in the bottom corners of the poster <laughs> like so it's like this that... i mean it was like i'm telling you like it was like six feet wide like the face was like six feet across and like eight feet high or something like it was ridiculously large and with the spotlights and i would just lay there every night like with the blanket up to my like up to my chin just like staring at this clown grin and I know, like, the whole, like, oh, being scared of clowns, uh, you know, like, everybody says that they're scared of clowns. No, this is why I'm scared of clowns. And I never wanted to go back to their house. No, like, why because would of you? It. <laughs> like, that's, oh, my gosh. That's, that's abuse. <laughs> that's, that's offensive. Like, if yeah. I went to someone's house and it, and it had that, I would be like, well. And your parents I'm, expected you to sleep in that room. I, I'm calling someone. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know who. I'm calling Child Protective Services. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> this is in a child's room. Like, right. here's a photo. Like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Paul doesn't have any posters. He just has a fish bed. <laughs> and, right. And that's always something I, I find interesting is if, if rooms are described as being decorated, because mm-hmm. that wasn't as much a thing as it is now mm-hmm. you know and in the future i mean who knows does he have does he even have stuff yeah i, I know mean, he has like a rack of clothes at least but he has like some trinkets Paul. doesn't he doesn't he I have guess, like, maybe yeah don't they talk about it though like he, he has, has his has orange like, catholic bible yeah well there's from, that <laughs> yeah cool cool yeah. he got I'm, that from ua who i'm sure get he's to go probably got meeting. like some weapons and stuff well yeah but that doesn't count as stuff 
Yeah, unless he's, just like, have, really into that knife. I don't know, an Xbox? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have time to I play know. Xbox. I know. <laughs> but I, I waver between just feeling bad for this kid, because he's a kid, and just yeah. being, oh, Paul. Oh, Paul, you're a piece of work. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like I said last week, you know, I read ahead, you know, I was flipping mm-hmm. through uh dune messiah and it's yeah. there's just parts there where you're just like paul paul for crying out loud. yeah our patience for paul it will be a lot more limited in, <laughs> in... yeah as he gets older yeah <laughs> uh but that's you know i'll, I'll have a uh... lot more to say about that then but yeah that's chapter 12 we should probably yeah. uh we should probably wrap it up um now that everyone is heard me <laughs> talk about you know take a phone call um no so we would love to hear from you and your experiences reading dune as always you can reach out to us on twitter at weirding pod or write to us at weirding at gmail.com we would love to read your letter we'd yes, also please. love some itunes reviews or you know reviews anywhere really we would happily read those provided that they are you know not yeah, too I explicit. Want to read a bad review. I don't want. I mean, I'll read a bad review that's like, "Oh, these SJWs." <laughs> um. Oh, and please uh, follow our Instagram. Yes. Uh, which is is it Weirding Pod? I, I believe know it's. This. I believe it's Weirding Pod or Weirding yes. Podcast. Uh, where I like to share memes. Yeah, we do. We like to do. make memes. We like to share memes. It's a good time. Yes, Weirding Pod. On, yeah. on Instagram, uh, we've I've got a great picture on there right now of Arulin from the miniseries in her butterfly dress, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty and it's what happens when authors don't describe clothing. Yeah, so this is another thing I'd like to see if you have Dune cosplay, please. Ooh, yeah. I want to see it. Like I love cosplay. When I was, you know. Um, had time to sew and make costumes i'm i used to go to dragon con every year and make my own costumes and um yeah i would love to see some dune cosplay so if you have dune cosplay reach out to us on twitter instagram wherever you can find us our facebook page our email we'd love to see it and we'll throw it up on our duncan jessica fan fiction Hell yeah! I mean, just send it my way. Yeah, and I, I will. I I will happily name my favorite Duncan Jessica fan fiction. Yeah, I mean like, when well, I re- when I've read it. <laughs> oh, I was like waiting. I was like, what is it? Oh, <laughs> you'll but, have to you'll have to wait and see. I my favorite is still that Duncan Hicks crossover that I found. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just he's, so <laughs> he's got to find love somewhere. I mean, it's true, but there needs. <laughs> You can't have Hicks fan fiction and not have xenomorphs in it. I don't know that there weren't. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe that yeah. was like the cliffhanger. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I also just don't think that either of those characters necessarily has time. Right. Um, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Right. But, you know, that's the glory of fan fiction is that you're always like trapped somewhere mm-hmm. in a cave. Yeah. Or in a spaceship. Fan fiction is um, amazing. There's so much yeah. like I read a lot of... Um, Buffy and Dean from Supernatural crossover fan fiction. Oh. Yeah, that's always p- pretty good time. <laughs> I read this one once that was the most 
elaborate crossover I've ever seen because oh. it was it was like Buffy, uh huh, Highlander, oh, Supernatural, yeah, like in the early early days, yeah, um, pre Castiel, yes, yeah, Kindred the Embraced, oh, okay, okay, Poltergeist the Legacy, what? Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. Poltergeist the Legacy was another Canadian glorify glory show that I loved. Um, okay. Featuring like men in, in thick sweaters. Sure. And it was just named that because I think they were supposed to make you think of the Poltergeist movies, but it really wasn't connected at all. Uh-huh. It was about a like supernatural society. Uh and they went out and uh the guy that now plays uh Sheriff Keller on Riverdale was mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Uh, Martin Cummings. He was in sure. one of the Friday the 13th. Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. He's in that. Uh, I just said that for Gina. It was for you, <laughs> Gina. Uh, and Patrick. And for you, Patrick. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, but it had all of these characters and it was the most just like bringing it all together. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it was like wow. trying to plug in, you know, like the vampires from Buffy were vampires from Kindred. Okay. So like in the clans. And then like when the, they the, all be in the Nosferatu clans because of how horror hideous they all were. No, I think. Oh, God. I think Angel was like a Tremere because he could do magic. Uh huh. Um, which weren't even on Kindred the Embrace, but I guess he was, like, bringing in, like, you know, Vampire of the Masquerade. Sure. Um, we were very cool people. <laughs> anyone listening to this, Bo and I are the, the coolest. coolest. Uh, but yeah, I just remember seeing, like, re- finding this fanfic when I was a kid. Not a kid, I say. I mean, I was not a kid when Supernatural's out, but, like, you know, young and being like, well, here it is. All right. Let's bring it all together. Right. Everybody's here. I mean, and I, I think, was writing Anne Rice fan fiction when I was, like, 14, so what do I and know? And then she sued you or something. <laughs> no, I know, thank God the internet wasn't around, because she would have sued me. Yeah, no, she's very litigious. She is, so fiction. she does not approve um, of fan fiction. Uh, I have always just threatened uh, friends of mine that if they get any sort of fantasy published that I will just write fan fiction of it and be like, what? Sue me. <laughs> Good <laughs> like, to oops, know. what did I do? Did I write a fanfic? <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> about your characters. Good to know. <laughs> if you write a fantasy, though, I can't write fanfic about a romance. I do have I wouldn't a fantasy know how they novel. Do that. I have not Ooh. published it, but it is. I do right. have one. Going to make some notes. <laughs> yeah, it has everything. It has fairies. It has demons. Yes. It has angels. It has like uh druids it's got all of that shit is anyone having sex lots of it there it is yeah i mean you got i mean come on guys what else are they gonna do with their time (laughs) yeah of course i mean my main character is bisexual so she has sex with a lady vampire and a male fairy well all right yeah i mean no one is having sex in dune so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they are obviously, but right. we're not hearing about it. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it is <laughs> dry I don't particularly in all want the ways to. that count. <laughs> I don't particularly want to read it because no. later on, as we've, you know, noted in the past, we will have to read it and it's mm-hmm. not. It's not great. great. Yeah, it's not super well written. Um, but, you know, it is very 
like we said, you know, Duncan is obviously fucking. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we, just... we established that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. Our, this is a very academic, intellectual podcast. This is a show, you guys. Like, my old boss just, like, just messaged me and said that he was going to, like, start listening to Dune. And I don't know if it's because he's listening to this podcast oh. or just because he's seen me, like, Hello. post about it. But yeah. hi. Hi, Tim. Uh, you're not my boss anymore, so hey, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you have been my boss for years and years. But... Right. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I'm just glad that neither of my parents are podcast listeners. I'll just say that. No, it has come up. And I'm just like, no, you don't want to I, yeah, I mean, my dad doesn't really want to listen to anything I have to say anyway, so it all works I, out. I just like, no, <laughs> yeah. I, but my mom know. is one of those people that like wants to talk about <laughs> talk about my books and stuff when I'm around. I'm like, please, God, don't! <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't yeah. talk about this with you. Yeah, let's. Oh let's no, not. <laughs> so, parents don't listen to podcasts, right? Please, don't do it. <laughs> Just don't. I mean, listen to them, but not the one your kids are hosting. No. <laughs> not unless it's incredibly wholesome. Right. I mean, if I was on Good Christian Fun, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I miss out on a lot of that. Just if anyone doesn't know, uh, Good Christian Fun is a podcast where they talk about like Christian pop culture. Right. But we don't really get that in Catholicism. Like I cannot, I'm sure there is stuff, but like my, maybe it's just my family wasn't that Catholic that we have yeah. like, you know, lists of things we could watch, but I hear about, you know, like, oh, this, you know, Christian band or this, you know, mm-hmm. this specialty movie studio that only makes Christian films. And it's like, I mean, we watch 10 commandments every year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, I, I didn't have a lot of that because I wasn't super my family wasn't very churchy unless it was like summers when I would stay with other relatives and they were very churchy so I I got kind of both worlds like the the being kind of an outsider and all that and then like oh yes I went to bible camp and that's where I learned how to french kiss <laughs> that kind of stuff <laughs> so it's kind of both but um yeah my parents don't need to listen to any of that no <laughs> But should okay. we should we wrap yeah. it up for the week? <laughs> I think we've covered everything. And then some. <laughs> this episode's very long. Oh. Uh, well, thank you everybody. We yes, will Thank you so much. Yes, until next week. Bye. <laughs> I think I'm oh, very silly. No.